Morning has turned to afternoon. Good afternoon, everyone. But the grind carries on. Not just the grind physically, but the grind mentally. The Midday Grind, featuring a couple of TV jockeys who've also been through the radio wars. <laughs> Serious? Martin Kilcoin. I was a little lit, so I was saying whatever I wanted. And Charlie Marlowe. Our top story tonight, John Jay will be back tomorrow. Here's him getting a hit in 2012. It's the Midday Grind on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. Grind at noon here on 590 The Fan and 590TheFan.com. We replayed it more so because it's two great calls by Doc Emmerich of NBC and Chris Kerber of KMOX and also was a 590 contributor throughout the course of the season. It's also nice just to kind of remind you that, yes, it happened. It's and real. It, it's real, a moment that so many Blues fans thought would never happen. Uh, happened last night and... I get that the the journey was long. If they played two games shy of the maximum, they had to go to Game Seven in the Stanley Cup Final. The game itself, for the last thirty minutes or so, all Blues, and that's the way it should have been. Yes, I didn't think it was going to be that, but that is the way it should. I have guess been. Kenny Wallace called on Tuesday. He said the Blues should win because they have to. Yep. Not there wasn't any. It just made narrative sense. That the Blues and what was a, a difficult-to-describe season through many parts of it, that, that should end with them hoisting the cup, and yes. they did. Uh, unbelievable stuff, and that song will be synopsis, synchronized forever with Blues and a Stanley Cup. Yep. And before it, I wouldn't have given it two thoughts, but Gloria <laughs> is now synonymous with Blues and Stanley Cup, and... My goodness. I still giddy. Still giddy. And so still getting texts from people uh, my, my throughout pa- our show. My parents are in France right now. Um, they okay. just wanted to take a little trip and they booked us a while ago, not knowing the Blues would make it to the Stanley Cup. I thought they were World Cup fans. They are. They're going to two games, but oh, this, okay. it's unrelated. Okay. Not not U.S. women's. They're in the south of France and the women are playing up north right okay. now. But they're, they're at one now, actually. I think it's Australia versus. Um, there's one more. Brazil. Australia, Brazil. Nice. They're at that game. Presently, my dad's text, his insight is, the Aussies can really drink. And <laughs> um, my mom last night, and I, to my, I think France is seven hours ahead of us. She couldn't sleep, but she couldn't find updates on the game. So we're just texting her. It's like four in the morning in France. I'm like, oh, my God, it's 3 nothing. I Well, it's funny you bring that up. Uh, my sister and her family are two kids and her husband. They were at Disneyland this oh, week. Oh, really? So we're all on a family group text, okay, during the game. 
uh, and throughout the playoffs. And she's like, I'm missing hockey history, you know, at the beginning of the game and everybody's going, yes, goal or this or that. <laughs> she finally said, we all went back to the room in the third <laughs> period and she sends me a picture and they're all sitting there on the bed <laughs> with the TV focused in on the Blues winning the Stanley Cup. Those, those tiny hotel TVs. Yes, exactly. It was hilarious to see it happen. <laughs> but it's, it's funny how uh, everybody was focused. You said the 60 share? on 60 share locally on NBC. They... I mean, they sold out the Enterprise Center. I don't know what the official number at Bush Stadium was, but that was at least probably 10,000, 15,000 people. Yeah, I heard it might have been a little higher. But a little yeah. higher than that. Yeah. So this is a baseball town. Yeah. I think that narrative can finally finally die a well-deserved death. Someone texting in Doug's prison wallet saying that Gloria is now charting in top five pop songs, which, if true, is hilarious. Yeah, that's yeah. I heard it maybe eighty-seven times uh, last night, uh, so that's just a very small sample size. But yeah, I, I heard that song close to a hundred times last night. Trying to see if it's charting at all on iTunes downloads, which I know it's being phased out, but I'm sure some people still use it. Uh, quick scroll through with my eyes, I did not see it, but I'll take a, a greater look of it during the break when I have more time to uh, to take a peek. But yes, the Blues beat the Boston Bruins. Four games to three. Jim, we've gotten your perspective. We've gotten my perspective. Mm -hmm. Rocky, you're fresh now into the studio starting your shift here at noon. Uh, you mentioned that not a lot of sleep, which I think is common amongst the uh, the citizens of, uh, of the city of St. Louis and even Blues fans nationwide, wherever they might be. But just your reaction to what not only just transpired last night, but what the last two months have been. Um, for me, it's the, the most important part is just what it's going to do for the city, what it has done for the city. Uh, you know, 100,000 people in, in multiple locations for Game 6. Um, I, I, I would venture to guess that's not out of line to say at least sixty to 70,000 people probably in different parts of downtown last night across the two watch parties in Soulard and all, the, all of those different areas. Um, this is incredible for the city. We talked about earlier this year when the Blues were in a funk about how this city had hit a, had hit a depressing lull. Because of everything that's happened, obviously with the economics, but then the fact that there wasn't a, there wasn't the sports stories to lean on like we always have had for the past twenty thirty years. You know, there was no football, baseball was bad, hockey hadn't been doing it. It looked like it was going to be another season where they weren't going to do it. This is all about the city to me, and, and what it's going to do um, for the perception of the city, um, and what it's going to do economically for the next couple of months. I mean, this is going to reverberate for a long time for the rest of the year and continually down the road. And the only other part I think about is the fact that my parents, who were, who were about my age, uh, the same age I was, when, I was when the Boston Red Sox swept the Cardinals in 2004, around 12 or 13, um, that's the age they were when the Boston Bruins swept uh, the St. Louis Blues 49 years ago. Uh, to, so to, for my parents, who were sitting at one of the very front row tables in BPV last night, um, which took a lot more uh, wherewithal and time to get, uh, yes. like, to actually like sit there yes. uh, beforehand than I would have ever put into yes. last night. I got down to Soulard like five minutes before the game started. Um, for them to get to watch that after watching it in those first three years when they were little kids, I can't imagine what it's like for them and for so many other diehard long-term hockey fans in this city, both you know younger ones like Cam or, or, or Dave Rapp that we work with and, and then older ones like my parents who, who saw those losses and when you know they saw Red Berenson from the very beginning. I can't imagine what this moment and, and what last night and what waking up tomorrow and having that, oh, my God, that actually did just happen, right? What that <laughs> feeling felt like for all of those people. Uh, Gloria 
top songs on iTunes, seventh. Unreal. <laughs> Gloria, a song that uh, was released that's amazing. over 30 years ago. And was last porn professional, he, what was it, 2004? I believe was the Sally Yeah, yesterday. and I, the, only, the only time I remember the song is the Italian version of Gloria plays in the Wolf of Wall Street. That's, that's the only time <laughs> I can ever recall hearing the song after the yacht rescue, honestly, is now charting higher Seven. than a Jonas Brothers song. On I, iTunes. You know, and respectfully to, to Laura Brannigan, it's not like it's a Beatles song or a song right. from Queen that has come back. or No, it's essentially it's, every 80s. Uh, it's like it's, it's one of three 80s songs. Like the, the, every song in the 80s pretty much goes into one of three categories. It's one of those three categories. Songs like very generic, kind of like poppy. But right. I don't care because those first three, like those, right when it goes into it, I mean, and like the, the, the buildup, that's going to trigger memories for the rest of my life. Yep. Just those first five notes are going to trigger memories for the rest of my life, and that's all I care about. Blues win the Stanley Cup. That's all you need to know. <laughs> you just all. keep saying it today to yourself. Don't worry about working. Who cares? Absolutely. How Take about, off early. Uh, we did not get to some of the sound. How about Braden Shen from last night? Want to hear from him? Let's okay. hear from Braden Shen. Uh, I don't know. There's so many things that came in, but uh, we believed in each other. Um, we had a rookie party. Boys went on a heater after that. Uh, I don't know. Kind of brought the team together. We beat, we beat uh, Florida. We beat Tampa. We came in. We beat Nashville right after that rookie party. So uh, I don't know if that's it, but went on an 11-game win streak after that, and uh, you believe in, in one another after that. Where was the party? What town? Um, Miami. <laughs> Smart. We had fun. You talked about how you weren't really ready to win the cup going into game six. You didn't have the appropriate mindset. It seemed like perhaps tonight they were in that same spot as you guys were. What was different about your approach tonight? I think we felt better. Uh, you know, there's so many emotions winning at home and what it'd be like, and you see all the fans and everything. You, you come to Boston, um, you got family here. That's it. You don't see them. Um, you're just uh, you're out here, um, you know, out here playing for each other. Um, trying to win a hockey game, grinding it out. And St. Louis Blues hockey hasn't been fancy, hasn't been pretty uh, the whole year, but uh, I got the job done. What did it mean to you to win this here tonight as an individual, something that you thought about and dreamed about and talked about? Uh, it's unbelievable. Uh, we know how hard, ask any hockey player, you know how hard it is to win. Um, got traded to Philadelphia the year later. Uh, LA Kings won it. Uh, pretty jealous, uh, pretty jealous 20-year-old kid at that time. Um, you know, thinking what could have been. So, um, you know, got a chance. Uh, uh, to hoist it and uh, couldn't have been a better spot. St. Louis Blues never done it before. Uh, it's pretty special. How important was it to add another Sasky guy in Tyler Bozak last night? Unbelievable. Um, he does so much for us. He gave us a right-handed center, uh, big face-off guy, good on the power play, good PK guy. Uh, he brought that locker room. He was one of the guys that brought that locker room together. Um, he's so much fun to be around. Uh, guys really embraced uh, his personality, and uh, we're happy to have him. Does it feel as his dream? The trophy, is it? Is yeah, the, absolutely. It's everything. Yeah. yeah, it doesn't feel real right now, but uh, uh, having a chance to, to win it and hoist it, it's unbelievable. There you go. We went on a bit of a heater, by the way. Bit, bit <laughs> of a heater. <laughs> I love that. And Brain Shen, another player who had a, a really good turnaround mid postseason, had just four points through his first 15 games of the Stanley Cup playoff. In the next 11, he had eight. So he had a yeah. nice little nice little turnaround, and that's another trade for, for Doug Armstrong. Laterra, a first round, a conditional first round that 
Blues fans are are more than happy to part ways with. Yeah, I mean, a lot of those worked out. Uh, yep. It, it was uh, we played earlier the audio from Armstrong. He was asked about a number of moves, and somebody brought up, "Did you think Jay Bowmeister was going to be this good and, and this influential?" And he goes, "Yeah, I did. Just <laughs> thought it was going to be a couple years earlier. Right? I thought I got a kick out of that hearing him say that." Uh, if you're just joining us, he also mentioned the trade for Ryan O'Reilly, and, and he said, and this is what he said. Now we all just kind of shook our eyes, and went, "Really?" He goes, "Yeah." And, and Buffalo got you know a real nice player, Tage Thompson, and, and another first round pick out of that, so that worked out. And I'm like, "No, it didn't work out. That was a steal. <laughs> just be nice about it. Just say, you know, we were glad to have Ryan O'Reilly here. I mean, he he has made some fantastic moves. Uh, it didn't start out." at all the way they thought it would and we're going to go through the chapters year after year and something else we'll bring up about each chapter of this storyline um you know whether it's you brought up um gosh what did you bring up to start the show about um i can't remember now but i completely forgot about oh the the this trade in general yeah if patrick berglund's yes, agent, turns, agent turns in the sheet He's never eligible to go to Buffalo. Uh, you know, just all these little things. I didn't think it was interesting, part of the irony of the situation. Vili Huso was out there in uniform after the game. He got the hoist the cup. And as it happened, I went, yeah, if it wasn't for you getting hurt, we wouldn't be here right, right now. I mean, exactly. all those little things that occurred throughout this process. It's just, it was the perfect scenario. It really was. Uh, recapping what... What took place last night, the uh, Jordan Bennington, the Blues, winning the Stanley Cup 4-1, four, four games to three over over Boston. That was the third elimination game that the Blues participated in this postseason. Bennington in those three games, 83 saves on 86 shots, beating Ben Bishop twice and then Tuka Rask last night. Yeah, I mean, he was... He was as good as it gets. First rookie goalie since Cam Ward, I believe, yep, to Cam hoist the, the chalice. That's right. He wins all 16 games. That ties Cam Ward's record. I mean, that's all you can get. That's the most you can get for a Stanley Cup playoff run. Um, I don't. I you know what? I don't even care what happens in his career. I hope he stays here for a while. You know, <laughs> but the reality is, you win once. Anybody that's on this team is a hero for hockey fans in this town, and they are legends. And it doesn't matter which one. If you see him in a bar, you're going to buy him a drink for the rest of your life. I don't care if it's uh, Mackenzie McEachern played on this team. By golly, he's a blue uh, legend for life. Uh, you know, uh, Sanford, we don't know what his career is going to be like. But you know what? He played a couple big games in this series. Robbie Fabry, I don't know if he'll ever become the guy again healthy that they thought he was, but he was part of this group. He is a legend in Blues lore for life. And that, and that's where every one of these guys are going to be remembered as. St. Louis Blues will finish the year in games 5, 6, and 7 with a record of 8-2, and two, outscoring opponents 30-17. to 17. They won all five road games in those 10 games, outscoring the home team 18-5. to five. The Blues... Uh, with something that had been an issue in postseasons past, got better as series progressed, which is not something you would anticipate happening. And the guy who may have played his best game throughout the whole playoffs got 
played his best last night was Petro. Yes. He was unbelievable, uh, not only because of the goal, but what he did defensively and, and the way he moved the puck out of danger. And he had a chance to speak with the guys on the ice, and David Solomon was there for us last night at the Garden. Alex, you've played on a lot of teams with the Blues. Have you ever been a part of one that's so close on and off the ice and the way you guys hung together? Well, you build those relationships by going through tough times. You've done that. A lot of us have played a lot of games here. Been close. Tough start this year. It just keeps, brings you closer together. And uh, the tight, tight group, trust me, we... Uh, that's why we play the way we do. Well, Alex, you had a moment in Bobby Orr's city that for five or six seconds you looked like Bobby Orr. Can you describe that goal? Uh, great play by Schwartz. He shattered backs that D off, so let me drive the lane. I mean, it was a big goal at the time, but those last two really pushes over the edge. So you've dreamed your whole life for this? Oh, yeah. A lot of hard work in off-season seasons for this moment right here. Unbelievable. Uh, probably hard to believe, but doesn't matter now. Here we are. Why do you think this team could do this? Well, we're built like a team, right? We use everybody. You don't get to this point without having depth, and our depth worked for us, and that's what makes an unbelievable team. So they win this thing. They go on the flight, and I don't remember. I don't even know where the footage I saw, but they're back in town off of the plane. It's like four in the morning. Yes. I, I don't know. I, I, don't, I really don't know where it was, but I've seen this video footage a couple of times. I believe times. that one was at the, uh, was it just uh, was it at Lambert. Was it because, at Lambert? Because, well, Martin Kilcoin was the one who got the information that they were landing on uh, through the signature airline. And to kind of, and so he he was he was one of the people who was kind of pushing people, saying they're landing on signature out at Lambert about four a.m. And I saw a lot of people responding, saying, "Hey, thanks for letting me know. I got to touch the cup. That was incredible." So I'm assuming okay. that's where that first video was, where where Petro comes off and throws it up, and then he yes. gets to Tarasenko, and Tarasenko starts wading through the crowd. It I believe was, that was at Lambert. That was hilarious because it's like a couple guys just walking in. I mean, they didn't have their suits on or anything. They just had their casual attire on. They're walking down the street. They got this big. Stanley Cup that they're carrying with them, and all of a sudden he just hoists it up in the air, and that group just went nuts. And people were just like <laughs> reaching up, trying to touch it, almost like it was the Pope or something. I mean, it was it was hilarious to see uh, last night how that worked out. It's just unbelievable. Or I should say, at five a.m. in the morning. Uh, we welcome your text eight five five two eight two eighty two fifty five from the three one four from last hour about uh, some of the, uh, the 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 vocabulary used by the Blues while hoisting the cup. My daughter heard all of the bad language after we won the cup, so I used it as a teaching moment. I was able to teach her that Daddy isn't the only one that talks like that during hockey games. <laughs> I like that. Uh, Fish, and we didn't mention this, uh, yep. Fish played Gloria last night at their concert, I believe, at the Chaffetz Center. So That's Fish right, played I Gloria did. late last night. It's catching on. It is. And then uh, Doug's prison wallet, Perron, played extremely well last night as well. No blanking stupid offenses on penalties. You're right. It's a miracle. Uh, he's 100% right. I mean, he's helped set up the goal. Uh, the one that, um, I think it was Sanford, uh, that's the one he helped set up. I mean, the the level of extra effort last night by everyone on the ice was phenomenal, and that's what why they're where they are right now. I mean, they've done it throughout the entire playoff run. I mean, there are times that David Perron would drive me nuts, and I'd be aggravated and frustrated with him, but he came through. He played his best playoff ever as a NHL player 
uh, throughout this entire run. And uh, his third time through, it was a charm, man. It worked quite well. That's Jim Hewer, Matt Rocchio here as well. I'm Brian Hoffman. We're going to take a short time out. I'm going to have uh, five for the guys on the other side, brought to you by Greenville University. Before we go to break, however, I have some more big news from Schnucks. And I'm sure they're psyched. Schnucks, big supporters of the St. Louis Blues. I'm sure everyone at your local Schnucks just happy beyond belief that the Blues won the Stanley Cup. And they're also happy beyond belief because they're launching a new, uh, brand new line of ice cream. Real ice Ooh. cream. Not the stuff others have to call frozen dessert because they don't use the best ingredients. This is the good stuff. Innovative flavors like fire and ice, maple walnut, blackberry cheesecake. That's just a few because they have 19 indulgent flavors. They have a modern process. They could finish the ice cream in 17 seconds if they wanted to, but they don't. They take their time because they are not going to sacrifice flavor for speed. It's the difference between fast food and a home-cooked meal. There is simply no comparison. Schnucks Thin Crust Pizza, all varieties, four for $10, limit four per customer, and the value packs of Schnucks Signature Store-Made Beer Brats, sold in packs of three pounds or more, are just two forty-nine dollars per pound. That includes all varieties, bratwurst, Italian, and spicy stadium sausage. And I got to say, today, it's gorgeous outside. The weather is beautiful. Oh, yeah. I'm sure you have some leftover beer from last night. Just go to Schnucks, pick up some brats, go home, fire up the grill, drink some beer, grill some brats, and have yourself a great meal. That's courtesy of the fine people at Schnucks. And I also want to give some love to the people at uh, Fast Eddie's. I'm sure they're opening up in about a half hour. And I'm sure Fast Eddie's mm. was a fun fun place to be last night a lot of people hanging out probably all day good beer good food cheap beer and food as well that's the key over at fast eddie's in alton illinois they're the place to be uh fast eddie great guy calls into the show every now and again to talk with uh, with martin fine sponsor of the midday grind we'll take a short time out on the other side we'll have five for the guys and uh, plenty of more blues and maybe some cardinals talk on the other side it's the midday grind on five nine of the fan and five nine of the fan.com